Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. We are here at Bethel Church in Redding, California and I'm talking to the youth pastor Banning Liebscher. Now Banning uh, is, uh, is well known for uh, touring around the world with uh, the Jesus Culture Band and I've uh, heard some of his podcasts and some of the stuff he's, he's done before and he's got an amazing uh, ministry to young people all over the States and all over the world. Firstly Banning, let's find out a little bit about your story. Tell me what was your family upbringing like and uh, what age did you become a Christian? Yeah, well, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, you know, pretty conservative Christian home. I got saved when I was four, baptized when I was five, you know, genuinely, genuinely believed in Jesus and that he died for my sins. But it wasn't until I was 17 after uh, just kind of living the, 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 the kind of normal teenage, living for yourself life. But at 17, I heard a message. I was attending youth group and went to a Sunday night service with the youth pastor and Heard a message he gave. I went forward and said, God, if I'm going to do this Christianity thing, I'm going to do it 100%. Everything changed that night, everything. And I just started going for God with everything that was in my heart. And, uh, it, it, you know, that was 17 years ago, and it's been a crazy good ride ever since. So, Okay, so, uh, you know, you came to Christ at that age, and, and then uh, what did you do when you finished school? What kind of work did you do? Did you go to college? Yeah, I went to college and then went straight into ministry. So I've been, uh, uh, I've actually been in ministry since I was full time since I was nineteen. Uh, I came back here to Bethel Church, and Bill came and hired me, and that was fifteen years ago. So, okay, well, this church is well known for uh, you know real kingdom culture and going out onto the streets and uh, you know seeing people come to Christ all over the place. Uh, tell me what it was like fifteen years ago compared to what it's like now. <laughs> It was the same and it was different. It was uh, um, 15 years ago, it, the Lord was just showing up. Renewal broke out, and it, it, we didn't organize around any of it, if that makes sense. Like, our only goal for about five years was just to host His presence. It's still our goal now. We just export it more. But uh, uh, we didn't do anything. We just did meetings, and it was just sitting in We were just in His presence all the time. It was messy, super messy. A ton of people left the church. Uh, you know, people were leaving in, in, in droves, really, just because um, it was, you know, it, it was hard for some. But but it was glorious, and we just had meetings and meetings, and we're in the presence of God and worship. I was encountering God. I'd been a Christian for a few years. I was encountering God in ways I'd never encountered Him. I mean, His love and His presence and joy and worship, it was incredible. It was incredible, and it's still it's still incredible today, to be honest with you. But it was just that first encounter, so you know it wasn't quite as you know, you know, nobody really knew who we were either. You know, so there wasn't visitors from all over the place. It was just us, just loving Jesus, and um, yeah, it was a good time. We had a good time. We learned a lot. You know, we learned a ton. Okay, now I'm I'm curious about uh, you know you preach quite a bit and uh, speak to the youth and all sorts of things. Um, tell me. How do you prepare your messages? How does it come to you? Do you get inspiration, revelation? Does it happen in the shower? You know, wh- where do you get your, your words from God for uh, to preach? <laughs> How do I prepare my message? Um, yeah, you know, for me, the Lord will just be teaching me something. He'll be showing me something. He might begin to develop. He, he might say a phrase to me or just something I'm learning in my own life through through the Lord speaking to me in Scripture. And for me, it develops over time. 
uh, you know, I don't, gosh, I can't even remember the last time. It's, it's, I, I don't know if this ever happens where I just sit down and go, okay, what am I going to preach on? It's something the Lord's been developing that I've been chewing over and thinking about and pondering. And then when I know I've got to preach, you know, I'll begin to kind of take what the Lord's been showing me over the last few months or years sometimes and just begin to try to piece it together. Uh, and put it into some, you know, consecutive thoughts. But it, it's it's a real, it's a longer process for me. You know, it, it's just a, a try to take what the Lord's been teaching me. And, and I'll say this real quick. Another thing is some stuff we've been preaching for years, years. I mean, we were talking about holiness, you know, 12, 13, 14 years ago, how much Jesus loves us. And some of it just becomes more refined, you know, as you, you get there. Even some of the stuff that Bill's teaching, he's been teaching that stuff for years, it's just becoming more refined in some some way. So now they say that um, you know one of the keys to spiritual growth is you know reading the word, being in, you know searching the scriptures, letting the Lord speak to you through the Word of God. Um, how important is that to you? And what habits do you have for for reading the Word of God? Yeah, that's uh, uh, it, it's super important. Obviously, uh, you know you got to be in the Word, and you know get in the Word every day. Uh, I find for me, it's just, it's just consistency and trying to, there's an interesting balance of discipline in the word, but trying to not approach the Lord out of discipline, but out of passion, out of relationship. Uh, but at, at times there's just discipline. We describe, I describe a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, there are some meals that are, you know, the most memorable meals you'll eat. And then there's other times you're eating because you, you, your body needs food. You, and I don't remember necessarily what I ate. But there are other times when I really remember, and so sometimes the words like that. I know that I need a steady diet of the word in my life, and there are times when it's like that was the most incredible meal. Man, I just got rocked by that that word. And other times when it's just no, it's just the the, the discipline of of staying in the word because I have such a heart to you know stay close. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, you know, we, we hung out together at the call yesterday in Sacramento. They had, you know, tens of thousands of people there praying for America. Um, tell me, um, what are the biggest issues that you felt were tackled in prayer yesterday for, for America? Because there are some big issues that are uh, really on the, the hinge of history right now for America. What were the biggest issues that were close to your heart from yesterday's prayer day? Yeah, well, there's quite a few. I mean, obviously, in the morning, uh, going after the human trafficking, the sex slaves, the human trafficking, the child trafficking, that, that's, I think the church in America is very much beginning to awaken to, we, we've got to, we've got to do something about that. Like, we can't sit idly by while, while this is happening to women and children around the world. Uh, that was a big one yesterday. And, and I, go ahead. Just on that, um, I saw the news last night about Craigslist. Now, some people in, uh, around the world might know what Craigslist is, but it's like a website, like an eBay buy and sell kind of website. Classi- uh, classified ads is what it is, yeah. So tell us what, what changed yesterday when we prayed. Well, what, what's crazy is uh, um, we, 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 in the morning time, they really went after this human trafficking thing. And, and uh, Craigslist has been under some pressure for a while for, I, I don't know all the details, but they have like an adult section, but it's been used a lot for human trafficking and for sex slavery and things like that and, and, and prostitution and all that type of stuff. It's been used for all that. And they, they've, uh, from my understanding, I thought I read somewhere that they've been under pressure from, since about 2006. Well, we prayed yesterday, and after about two hours after we prayed, we began to get reports back that that Craigslist the, the, the news came out that they had just announced that they were going to they were either censoring their uh, or they were shutting it down or they changed Craigslist changed the way they were doing with the, the adult section, 
and it actually they actually released it right after we'd been praying in the morning. I mean, stuff like that's happening. It's crazy. It's amazing. Now, the other big thing that was tackled at the call yesterday was you know the abortion uh, tragedy in America, and they they actually you know shared the figure of fifty two million babies that have been aborted. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about your passion for that and uh, and what happened when we prayed yesterday? Yeah, and that's just in America. I mean, that 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 number is just America. Yeah, well, you know, I, I have a real passion to see the church awaken to this issue and to really begin. You know, obviously, God is a defender of life. He values life, and He values the unborn. And, um, and I think it's a real tragedy what's, what's happening in America and around the world, our devaluing of life and our taking, you know, our, our really robbing God in many ways of, of, of what He created. I mean, He has dreams in his heart for that child and those dreams that are in the heart of God are not realized because uh um because of you know the the you know culture that we've created uh, of death really uh, through abortion and so we you know we've just praying God change hearts you know we ultimately believe that laws uh, won't change hearts but but they will protect people you know Martin Luther King said you know I can't I can't make a man love me, but I can make him stop beating me, you know. And so, you know, we have, we're praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit with, that would change hearts, but we're also really praying God change laws, you know, that the, that the leader, that the leaders of the nation, that the nation wouldn't make covenant, wouldn't make a covenant with death by the laws they pass. And we're seeing a shift. I tell you this, Lou has really been praying in with the calls, been praying, it's a, uh, uh, has been praying this abortion issue for years now. And I think just recently they came out with a poll that it, that, that America has actually is now the majority of Americans. It may have been only 52% or something, but the majority of Americans are now pro-life. And, uh, and that hasn't been like that for years. And so we, we're definitely seeing a cultural shift, the atmosphere shift. Uh, uh, there's been some key legislation passed and some key court cases that, that have been. So we're, we keep pressing in there. We're going to keep, we're going to keep pounding away on this thing until the atmosphere shifts. I heard them share that 10 years ago, uh, 38% of Americans were pro-life. 10 years later, after all these cool prayer gatherings, it's now 50, 52% are, are, are pro-life. So there's been a, a real shift in this nation, and I believe it's, it's directly related to that prayer. Now, we should just touch on this too. Uh, you know, there may be people listening, there may be ladies listening or who have, who have had an abortion or guys listening who have pressured uh, a lady into an abortion and you know there's healing for them uh you know there can be emotional scars physical scars from that that can impact people uh, would you just speak to those listeners now about about the healing for that yeah and and what's interesting is is when you really begin to talk about the abortion issue there there is issue of you know there are women and, and men like you mentioned who have paid for it that 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 you know this is this is a real uh, a painful raw thing in their life and not wanting to bring shame on them not preaching shame or judgment or condemnation because Jesus paid for this stuff uh, they made a great statement yesterday that one drop of His blood is enough to cover sin to cover shame to cover to cover the condemnation that many people would feel but you know one of the things about abortion is not just defending the unborn but but really beginning to understand that abortion is is uh, uh, is is damaging to the woman as well. And so uh, there is grace and there's forgiveness and there is love. His love covers sin and his love all of us have sinned and his love covers that. And 
and his blood's enough for that. So we, we would even pray like our heart for, for the women that have had abortions and the men that have been involved in them, that they would really experience the love and the grace and the forgiveness of Jesus and that, uh, that we all need that in our own lives. And hopefully none of them, uh, uh, would ever feel shame's not from God. Guilt's not from God. Condemnation's not from God. It's not him. He comes to to heal the brokenhearted, and so in those situations of brokenness, he comes to make them whole. That's our prayer. Now, just while we're on that, too, you know, I, I just you know think we should really speak into listeners' lives. There might be people that are listening that aren't Christians, that uh, don't have a relationship with God, that don't know that they're going to heaven, that uh, or people that are backslidden away from God. Would you just share the gospel with those listeners about how they would come to God? Yeah. Well, you know, we were created to have a relationship with God. We, we, we were created to have a relationship with Him and we'll never fully be satisfied. We look our entire lives to be fulfilled, to be made whole, to be satisfied. We look in many different areas, uh, um, to find that. But the only person you're going to find that in is Jesus because you were created to be in a relationship with Him. You were created to experience His love and to understand the fullness of God and joy in Him. And uh, so people look all over the place and never really find that until they encounter Jesus. And I, I tell you, His love is the, is the most incredible thing in the entire world. It's just, it, it covers our pain, our hurt, it covers our sin, and, uh, you know, and, and, and ultimately it unites us with Him for eternity. When we really accept Him as our Savior, when we accept His love, when we allow Him to come in and really love us, it, it not only, it, we not only experience something on the earth, but it unites us with Him for eternity as well. And, uh, so I'd encourage anybody that's listening, you know, if, if they, if they want to accept Jesus into their life, if they want to experience that love, I just right now just say, Jesus, I, I want to experience that love. I want to know that you're real. I want to experience that you forgive my sins and that you can wash me clean from this and that I can become whole in you. All right, mate. Well, I just think that's just, you know, such a, a powerful message. And, uh, you know, there might be people that want to respond to that. Uh, and they might even want to check out, uh, information about Bethel. Uh, what's the best website for them to go to if they want, if they want to send you an email or respond to this in some way? What's the best website for them to go to? Well, they can do two things. iBethel.org is our church website. JesusCulture.com is, uh, is, is, is the ministry that I'm running that website. So iBethel.org, JesusCulture.com. And, you know, I encourage you this. Anybody who's out there, uh, um, uh, pray that prayer, but get to a church. God set Christianity up as a family. It works in a family. So you got to go find a church family and get plugged in, and that'd be the best thing to do. All right, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Banning Leibster, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. History makers.